0: Winter is for the birds, right? Oh, it's been so cold and we've had snow, we've had ice. But what about our birds? How are they faring? Well, I stopped into Wild Birds Unlimited to talk with Liz Catrone, the owner, about taking care of our feathered friends when it's so cold. So let's start with food. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) They're eating a lot because when we have uh, ice and snow and insects die, the birds will turn more to need us for help. So they need a lot of high fat. They're similar to us. Like when it's cold and it's rainy, we want those fatty comfort foods. Yes. So what happens is when we're home at night and we're inside the house and we're all nice and warm and it's 25 degrees outside, the higher the fat foods is what keeps them warm it's like it revs up their metabolism. So when you're buying and shopping for bird food, it's not necessarily what the price of the bird food is, it's what the percentage of fat and protein is. So if you look at this these numbers, this is 34% fat, 16% protein. It's the fat that keeps them warm at night. The higher fat content of food for the birds is like throwing a log on the fire it revs up that their metabolism and when it's 20 degrees outside their internal temp- body temperatures feels like it's 70. That's why it's important to buy food that has high fat content. It takes a lot of energy to be a bird so they require a lot of fat. takes a lot of energy to have babies so during nesting season this high fat food allows them to have the energy to have their eggs and raise their broods and we as as mom birds need a lot of fat (laughs) Um, the protein see these protein um, that's for their feathers and so birds that eat higher protein just like us They have better hair. They have better feathers. Mm -hmm. The lower protein, their feathers get frayed and they break. They have a hard time flying. So when you're shopping for bird food, it's very important to look at the numbers of the fat and the protein. If you're buying bird food anywhere else or anywhere, doesn't matter where, and it's single digits, you're not helping the birds. And if it's single digits on the fat and the protein, there's a lot of junk and fillers in there. So while you're buying the seed, and you're like, oh, it says songbird seed. And it's, you think it's a good price or whatever. I need you to look at the fat and the protein numbers, not the price. Does that make sense? Yeah, so. Better food, better birds. Better food, better birds. Better that, flight, better nesting. Yes, and and what they do is they, <laughs> that helps keep them warm. It's also important to give them water. Um, water also helps them stay hydrated. And so they need bird bath for water. I don't have a bird bath <laughs> <laughs> yes they um, so we go through so okay think of us we're driving on the highway and all the bugs and all the craps hitting us right and then we go through the car wash well the same with them it gets all on their feathers and if they cannot clean their feathers with a bird bath um, they slow it slows their flight down They have also have oils on them and so if they can't clean their their feathers with water, um, it slows them down, and uh, the birds that fly the slowest get picked off the f- quickest. No, yes. well, I need a bird bath, yes. but yes. do I have to get one of those traditional bird baths no. that stand in the yard? You can put, put a dog place? dish out. Just gotta give them water. Yeah. We you have not swim in a dog dish? No, they don't swim, they fly. <laughs> so bird baths are supposed to be shallow. So lots of times people will come in and look at bird baths and they'll say, Oh, that's too shallow. They're supposed to be shallow. What would be an appropriate bird bath? So for the birds they need water. So um, anything that's a shallow dish is fine for the birds. When we feed the birds, we want to help them. But when we also feed the birds, we want to also put something in our yard that's enjoyable for us to see. So I always recommend uh, small water for small birds, big water for big birds. So lots of times, if you see out in the yard like a big bird bath, usually that's for your robins, your jays, your cardinals. But your little guys, the chickadees and the goldfinches, they need little water. So I always tell customers, let's have small water for the little guys and then buy something for yourself bigger f- that will enhance your yard something that you want to look at something that you think is beautiful in your yard and is showpiece in your yard that's for you and the big birds but we always want to give the little birds little water so a little dish of water
1: and that's why little, I've seen those yeah. in
0: people's yards Yes so this is just a little dish of water you can put it on your Deck. I have my bird bass on my deck. What about houses? Do they need a house? They do. They need a house to roost and they need a house to nest. And lots of times people want to know when's the best time to put out a house. Well, any time is a good time to put out of a house because when we talked earlier about it being cold outside and we're inside staying warm, well, all birds need to find a place to hunker down and stay warm. So if you have a birdhouse out, they'll pop into the birdhouse, just hunker down for the night, stay warm. And then in the spring, which is coming soon, they will nest. And what's interesting is February, Valentine's Day. Love is in the air for the birds as well. So they start pairing up um, right around Valentine's Day. They'll start pairing up. Isn't that interesting? Do they know it's February 14th? They do not know it's February 14th. Their spring is really our late winter. So they their spring is early. And so February, they'll start pairing up. Um, in the winter, they come together to help each other. So they're all helping search for food and water and then spring comes then they pair up and they find a mate and then they start shopping houses the male bluebird will actually start shopping houses um now and now and will start going around and looking at all the houses it's his job to go around and look at all the houses and try to attract the female just like hgtv she chooses (laughs) It's, he goes around and he looks, he goes inside the house, comes outside the house, he flutters on the house, and he wants to attract the female. She, the the female bluebird, decides which house that she wants to go into, just like we do. Does she yeah. have a lot of options? <laughs> she has a lot of options because um, we're in very good bluebird territory around here, and so a lot of customers have birdhouses everywhere. Is there specific size that we should have like what should we be looking for so for birds it's all about location in general chickadees like to be anywhere in your backyard wrens like to be up on your house they like to nest right up on your porch or your patio that you know sometimes people have uh, nests in their wreaths Right? Or, or in pots. I'd to throw one yeah, away. Or in Yes. Yeah. So lots of times that's your wren. So they want to be up on the porch. Chickadee wants to be kind of anywhere in your backyard, but bluebirds are very specific. They like to be in open spaces away from your house, away from everybody else. They like open spaces and they require a certain hole. So the bluebird hole is one and a half inch hole for them. and. Bluebird blue houses or all bird houses come in all different materials. We always recommend the very least cedar. So, cedar will weather, it won't rot. Um, but we also have our EcoTuff recycled forever made out of water bottles and milk jugs. And that's really good, especially for Earth Day. So, we want to be, you know, uh, good for the earth good stewards of the earth so that is recycled milk jugs and water bottles and for the birds the female birds who care about that yeah, they, yes they definitely care <laughs> They're more about likely that. to yeah, flock they, to that type of they're, house they're more <laughs> likely to do that but in all joking aside bluebirds um, she will pick the house that she feels is the most open and the most safe for her to raise her family the male We'll uh, watch the hole. She will, she will pick up, um, she will make the nest. She builds the nest. So it's, what we want is we want to put a bluebird house, open space. Um, if we have pine straw, that's really great. She'll go down and pick up a piece of pine straw. She'll bring it to the box. We we'll, shouldn't put any in there? No, we should never do anything like that. So think of this. Um, cats like to hunt. Dogs like to be your best friend. Birds like to build. So they want to build we don't help them build they build themselves so that's their nature you have mentioned putting pine straw no uh, no you put they like pine uh, pine needles in your yard so if you have pine needles in your yard not pine straw they like pine needles uh, but they'll go and pick up materials they'll, dry, they'll I said almost said drive around they'll fly around and pick up materials but she will build a nest and he will then watch watch the hole and he'll will protect her so this is the bluebird right here he's just showing up um, looking at the box you know coming in and out leave it to the females to do all the hard work they do all the hard work yes the um what's interesting is uh the father of guess who guess what bird is the best father which bird is the best father? Yes. Um, thinking since we're talking so much about bluebirds. Well, they are very good fathers. The best father, the father of the year award in birds is um, the woodpecker. Why is that? hmm Because he actually helps build the nest. Um, he builds out the cavity. He actually helps raise the brood. He actually feeds them and he brings the young babies, the young woodpeckers to the feeders and he is a very good father bluebird is a great father as well. uh, Bluebirds in general are family oriented. They do not abandon. A bluebird will not abandon the nest. A female will not abandon the nest. That's a myth. That's a whole myth about if you touch the egg or if you uh, touch the box. That's a myth. They're very family-oriented. They stick together, and he protects her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to know who the worst father is? (laughs) Yeah. Who's (laughs) a deadbeat dad out there? (laughs) Uh, The hummingbird. Really? Yes. 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 He's not interested in all in building a nest. He's not interested at all in feeding the babies. He's just interested in one thing. Doing the deed. Doing the the thing. When the boys are... And so... So, do you want to know when uh, the hummingbirds are coming back? Yes. Yes. Well, so, I don't know. Just welcome the women back. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so the so we the birds will, the uh, we call it the boys will be back in town in uh, April. So the male ruby throated hummingbird shows up first, and he comes here first, and to find a place to nest, and he waits for the females to show. They arrive about ten days before the females, Then they wait for the females. But, yes, he's only interested in one thing. <laughs> <laughs> she on him. What a guy. What a guy. So what if a baby fell out of the nest? So that's kind of a myth as well. Birds fledge. So when it's time for the babies to leave the nest, um, the parents communicate with the birds, talk to them. The birds will come out of the nest, go onto the ground and somebody sees that happening, they think that the baby fell out of the nest, and they want to pick up the bird, put it in a box, and call us. We call that bird kidnapping. So what we tell people is that the parents are close by. They're up in the trees, or they're close by, and they're communicating with that bird. And we tell everybody when you see a bird um, on the ground to leave it alone. So we talked about food, we talked about water, we talked about houses. If we put food anywhere near these houses, we also talked about the bluebird being very particular and they wanna be away from everybody else. If we put any food near this house or in this house or on top of this house, it's going to draw in another bird. Think of it this way. You're in your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. and you put a refrigerator in your bedroom and then you have guests come over. They all come (laughs) into your bedroom to get the food all the time out of the refrigerator. What are you gonna do? You're gonna leave. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna go find another place. So we never put food in or near the birdhouse. And how far should the birdhouse be from your feeders? Um, Well, the typically at least 10 to 15 feet away yeah so we don't really want we, w- we want to s- establish a bird feeding area and a bird house area yeah just like you wouldn't want your bedroom next to a restaurant correct yes everything for them is location just like everything for us is location what about people out there who aren't quite sure what to do with their property if they really want to build a habitat? So that's uh, that's a great question. So I offer what's called feederscaping. So you're familiar with landscaping, right? So people come out and tell you what to, what where to put plants and trees in your yard. Um, I do feederscaping. So I come out. I, it's a consultation. I come out and we talk one-on-one and I walk your yard. We talk about what kind of habitat you have, what kind of birds, and we help you uh, figure out what what bird feeders where to put the bird houses we also come back and we install i just had one today um i went out to their house last week they have a great place out in walland um tennessee and they're from florida and they want to attract all the birds but they don't know the first thing about it so went out there and uh, saw their yard and they came in today and got them all set up so we, we have services to help people like that. We also install if you need help installing it. So we have all that. The main thing with birds is having the right food. They don't necessarily care what feeder it's in. We want it to be in high-quality feeder, but if we just put it on a plate... That's all that matters. It's having the right food with the right protein and the right fat. Bluebirds don't eat seed. They can't crack shells. They're insect eaters. So insect eaters turn to suet in the winter. They also feed the suet. um, They eat suet for high fat. Insects give you protein. Mm -hmm. So even bluebirds need fat. So they'll turn to suet in the winter. So robins don't come to the feeders and eat seed. They don't. If if a bluebird or a robin comes to a feeder with a blend, there's something in there that's not a seed. So they'll eat nuts, they'll eat fruit, they'll eat suet. They just can't crack seeds. Everything we ever wanted to know about birds. Liz Catrone with Wild Birds Unlimited. We have a website, knoxville.wpu.com. What's the most unique bird you see this time of year? I won't say it's unique, but I will tell you there's three wintering birds that come here every winter. So you only see them in the winter. One is the yellow-bellied sapsucker. So that is a woodpecker, and it's what we consider our winter woodpecker. So yellow-bellied sapsucker. The junco- the dark-eyed junco is a canadian bird that comes here every winter from canada and another bird called the white-throated sparrow comes here from canada and you can usually hear that bird more than you see that bird we even have that bird back here we do have woods we have woods back here so we have a lot of birds so i was out there the other day and i could hear the white throated sparrow from canada it has its own song its own song and it's like oh canada 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 it's a whistle but the mnemonic if you hear it's a whistle it's a song but if you listen to the song and you put in the mnemonic oh canada 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 Oh, Canada, Can It's a whistle. That's the Canadian bird.